0: Mac Football Pod, Caleb, I'm so sorry that you thought that I had hit record just a second ago, and that wasn't the case. But if you want to finish your thought about how great of a, a college football season this is, from top to bottom, from the Big Ten to the Mid American Conference, please go ahead finish your thought.
1: Oh, so much pressure. <laughs> I mean, I I'm guess. So sorry. the Thought I was leaving off on was Pitt. We were talking about Pittsburgh. And how their only loss this year is to Western, and you know, and they're doing like exciting things. The ACC is exciting because Clemson's down, and the Big Ten's exciting. Uh, Alabama seems like the shoe in national champion, and now they have a loss. Um, we're wondering. Ge- yeah, if Georgia just
0: generally, win. like every conference across FPS is good and deep and talented
1: and open. Yeah. Kentucky might win it. Who the hell knows? This playoff. <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> might make won't. the playoff
0: with their only loss to Georgia.
1: Think about yeah. that. They won't, but wouldn't that? I mean, it'd be fun if going into like the last like two weeks they were. Um, And yeah, and there's all this thought. And then it's like, meanwhile, we're looking at the Mac, and it's just as much a cluster shit as ever. Cluster shit as ever. And Western, like speaking of like, you know, teams with bad losses after Pittsburgh, you're looking back and they're like, they're undefeated other than Western. Uh, Western had a horrendous loss to Ball State that, And Ball State didn't even look really decent until this week. Like, we're talking about Ball State. Like, well, wow, the luster, some of the shine is off. Yeah, it looked
0: like Ball State was, like, you know, en route to drink beer out of a boot at the end of this season because of how bad of a season they've been having.
1: And then.
0: And then they beat Western, of all people.
1: (laughs) A second (laughs) half beatdown. Is this in Kalamazoo, too? Yeah, it was. It was in Kalamazoo.
0: Oh, even worse.
1: Imagine the—I mean, I didn't watch any of the games, so I'm not even—I'm not familiar. But just the lack of—I mean, just like the energy going out of them and just being like them, being like, "God damn, Tim Lester again!" Like we always do this. Like I mean, I know that's what our our group chat was like, where it's just like resigned defeat. Like we always do this. Why? Why do we do this? And it's not like we thought Ball State would be bad, but it's just like looking at the actual on results or results on paper, and you're saying, okay, looks like Western. It might be there year after all. And it still could be. We really don't know. Mm-hmm. However, I'd bet against it, because it's Western.
0: Yeah, they're just not in the driver's seat, but they can still get there. Uh, we need to back up a second, because <laughs> we haven't... You and I haven't done an episode together. In, this is our first episode in three weeks. Isn't that correct, Father? Why are you calling me Father? I haven't sinned. I'm just confessing over here that we haven't done any you know we haven't
1: 10 hail marys and
0: oh jesus 10 hail marys (laughs) we're not at kent state yet ah got it uh yeah it's been a minute we got a lot of catching up to do sorry if we get a little bit scatterbrained we already went from talking about pittsburgh to uh ball state's upset uh at western this past weekend and this eh, what it took only two minutes not even to do all that Uh, We're going to be doing a lot of that. It's also week seven, so we might want to take a tone of giving this like, hey, you know, knowing that it's the midweek or it's the midseason point, it's uh, the time to kind of look back and say, hey, you know, one, be thankful that we can look at six games and say, hey, this is a a data point for us is for us to take what we've learned and try to project what we assume will happen or think could happen going on the rest of the year when last year we kind of had to just accept it and be like wow what a great tremendous season for ball state uh so yeah. it's pretty cool to have 12 games again just just an opinion held by one me really quickly though like let's look at look at these max standings really quickly right and then we will kind of go sort of team by team and we'll kind of float around kind of do whatever we feel like uh, oh, also, an important note, we didn't do like really any planning for this. So,
1: be da- please be down it, for, for
0: whatever. I mean, chances are if you're listening to this and you've listened to us for a while, you're down for whatever anyways. So, Cheers. we thank you for that. Uh, there are two teams in the MAC that are 2-0. There are two teams in the MAC, and this is all in MAC play, I'm saying. Two teams in the MAC that are and 2 in league play. Everybody else is 1-1. Uh, some teams you might expect to be in that 0-2 group. Some teams you might not expect to be 2-0. and At least one of them. So yeah, looking at this point, like the whole season is up for grabs just like the rest of the country is. Just like the SEC is. Just like the Big Ten. Just like the Big 12. Just like the Pac-12. Just like the Mountain West, I'm assuming. like There are no runaway favorites in any league. That's what we were talking about before we hit record and in the MAC, that is like where parody just thrives, oh my God, we're getting all of it right now. All of it right now. Even Akron's in the win column. Akron's got more wins than Ohio. It's week seven. This is amazing. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about I mean, about yeah, Ohio, guys, but Ohio shit.
1: beat Akron, so. Yeah, but. There is that. <laughs> there's a lot of things.
0: Yeah, but that was Ohio's only win.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see how that looks in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's
0: look down at the bottom. We'll go in the east first, and then we'll come up through the west. Uh, Buffalo, you're two and four, zero and two in Mac play. Bowling Green is two and four, also zero and two in Mac play. Let's kind of start there. Look at the bottom of the east. Uh, both of these teams, even though you know the record says that they've been lowly, uninspiring, on the contrary, they've been kind of fun to watch, like in spurts. You know, Buffalo, we kind of assumed would be this team that's kind of Picking up the pieces as they go along with the late coaching tur- turnover, blah, 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 blah. But because of the, you know, some of the roster that did stay, not everyone left for Kansas, because of some of the important pieces that did stay, they've been in games. Like they were in the game at Kent State, they were in that game against uh, Nebraska. You know, they were in it with Coastal Carolina, Old Dominion, they should have won. They but no, they did win. They should have lost, though. They played well enough to lose, I should say. But, you know, Buffalo in its own right has played better than I expected to. Um, and Bowling Green, same deal, I guess. Like, a better version of bad? Beat Minnesota. Uh, what are, you know, what's on your mind when you look at at these two teams? What's been kind of impressive? And, you know, do you expect them to just kind of finish at the bottom of the east
1: i mean i definitely don't expect buffalo to finish at the bottom of the east i mean like i think we're looking at kent state playing in peak form of where they're probably going to be uh dustin Crum was absolutely on top of it dante cephas looked like one of the best receivers in the mac uh marquez cooper kind of living up to the potential of what he can be in that offense and there's just i mean there's a lot to be excited about with kent state and they didn't you know they didn't have to face Jarrett patterson so they could hold uh, Buffalo under 40 points. And this doesn't still does not feel like a picking up the piece. You use that phrase, picking up the pieces, Buffalo team. They're going to win four or five Mac games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, they, like ha- they have, you know, they're not like an amazing threat on offense, and I didn't think they were going to be, but they're as physical um, as I expect them to be on defense, and that's been a big reason why yeah. they're staying in
1: it. So, I mean, it's going to be really hard for anybody in the Mac to slow down Kent State this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Buffalo's gonna win some games. I think Bowling Green, while improved, still has to do something to show that they're, you know, gonna take a step forward. And they had a chance to do that this week really against Akron and they didn't, they failed. Uh, they missed some big opportunities in the first in the first half. Second half was all Akron, all Zach Gibson, the things you don't expect to come out of your mouth, frankly. Uh, but good for the dude he's been putting in the work for a couple of years with them. He's one of the more lively and like likable quarterbacks, at least from a distance when it comes to the Mac, because like dude just is jacked up to be playing football in Akron. (laughs) Like credit to him for that, man. Uh, They've had some wide receivers uh, play some, some good ball. Blake Hester is a nice uh, addition there. I didn't know anything about him before. And he had 120 yards, two scores on the ground against BG. Uh, good for good for BG uh, to have something resembling a competent offense now. Yeah, that's that's still going to be something worth like watching going forward. Tyron bro The
0: defense too, man. Like we yeah. we kind of expected like there would be an improvement because they don't have Brian Van Gorder as the defensive coordinator. Uh, hey, if you're a betting person, which I now am, hey, just pick Bowling Green to cover. You know, if they're on the losing end of it, you know the, <laughs> they, they do a pretty good job with that. Like, they, they do suffocate. They don't – but then again, they've also played, like, not great teams. So, there's – you know, there's not, like – you know, this isn't NIU 2011 all of a sudden, you know, over in Bowling Green. But, hey, they're, they're better than they used to be by a lot.
1: There are now things I see from BG – going into the season, it was like, okay, they're going to they – got to find guys. Defensive guys have to make plays, show there's potential. And Matt McDonald, that cannot be – what he was last year. And it's like, well, Matt oh, McDonald God. is not what he was last year. Yeah. They they've they brought in, you know, they have these young guys they've developed in a very short amount of time at the wide receiver spot that look really good. And they still have talented uh players on the defense like Anders stands out obviously and uh so, you know, there's reason to be excited. Like it's really obviously disappointing as a BG if you're a BG fan to see how they let that slip through the fingers. But At least it felt like they should have won the game, right? Mm -hmm. They weren't in that position very much last year. And they've got a Big Ten win under their belt. Like, they're going to be okay.
0: Yeah, and, like, that Big Ten, like, I keep saying, like, this Minnesota team is not that great, and they might end up beating, like, number two Iowa (laughs) this weekend. Or not this weekend, (laughs) they play Purdue uh, pretty soon on the schedule. And that'd be pretty funny uh, for Bowling Green to have the transitive win over uh, the second-best team in the country right now uh Bowling Green I you know they did win that game it wasn't pretty I do want to say that okay. um that 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 game was just like funny to me just like how, like I feel like I think I uh did a stupid blog post about that uh, on macfootballblog.com about like how the stars kind of aligned for that game because Matt Trickett won Matt Trickett uh, once the best kicker in the Mac then transferred over to Minnesota Uh,
1: missed,
0: (laughs) he was one for two on field goals. After he missed the second one, Bowling Green went on for their go-ahead score in like the third quarter or some shit like that. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, the last time Bowling Green won in a Big Ten venue was at Maryland. Uh, The guys that were, you know, a couple people responsible for that upset were coaching that day at Maryland representing Kent State. And so there's 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 just like a whole bunch of you know stuff out there that kind of lined up for the day and kind of made it feel good. Um do you think Bowling Green's oh, the other thing I wanted to say about that. This upset, it felt very very like and beca- I can say this cuz I was there. It felt very 2008 Toledo over Michigan in terms of like both of those teams ended up being pretty bad in the long run. Yeah. But this is pretty exciting anyway, so who cares? And guess what? Bowling Green might beat Toledo.
1: They're going to beat somebody. <laughs> they could beat Toledo. They're going to beat somebody, man. They're not going to go win less than the MAC this year.
0: Oh, I hope not. I hope not. And I hope that they do beat like someone in the West. Hey, it might be NIU. <laughs>
1: I mean, who fucking
0: knows at this point, honestly. <laughs> uh, going upwards in the East, though, before we get to Kent State, you the other the teams that are one and one in conference play: Miami, two and four overall; Ohio, one and five overall. That win, win, one win is over Akron, who is two and four. Uh, Akron, you know, I'll say I'll say a word on each. Akron uh, was rooting for Cato Nelson. Sucks that he's hurt again. DJ sure. Irons uh, looking pretty fun. But Akron, still Akron, you know, just not a lot of watchability there. Hey, not a lot of watchability for Ohio either. Uh, your one win was over Akron. That's just really bad. And I didn't, thankfully, I didn't see that. I was out at a wedding that day. Um, the rest of the year, I just... I'm just not excited for Ohio the rest of the year. I really wish I could be. Um, I hope you sell me on him later but Miami, Miami's, you know what? Miami's defense is slipping a little bit, man. Like, that pass defense, like, defensively. You say
1: that when they gave up 13 points last week.
0: Dude, defensive, okay, so here's the thing about them, though. Like, Eastern Michigan's not, like, an all-world offense, so you can't, like, read the most out of that game. But you can take, like, big chunks from, like, what's happened all this year and a couple things that happened last year and know that, Miami's still strong and tough up front defensively, but it's prone to getting beat over the top more than it was, like, 1918. And that's an issue. Like, uh, Miami's, like, identity and how they're going to, like, play football and play their defense, you know, it's not going to change. But I'm just saying, like, in the way that they're going about their business, it's not as good as it used to be. That... I ain't going to
1: worry about Miami until I've seen them, like, lose again. Like,
0: I mean, they also did not score a touchdown last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, they don't have the running situation figured out, and Gabbert didn't play because he's hurt. Yeah. So Sorensen still managed to rack up 123 yards because he just gets yards no matter what. Uh, but... Like there's, I mean, that offense isn't exciting and they have a few potential playmakers between hip and hammer and Sorensen and, uh, you know, guys who they just, I don't know. They're never going to blow you away in the run game. It's just not who they are. So, I mean, yeah, they're not in a position to be much better than they are right now, but I also don't think they're going to fall off the earth. It might just a down year. Might they might just go three and five or four and four, which is obviously worse than the standard Martin has set the last few years.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just yeah, it's just like not a great team, which is fine. You know, they, they'll still have like a decent identity, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's just not a team that can afford to have like too huge of talent drop offs in positions where they're not asking too much out of them. Yeah. So like you you have a quarterback situation where like. You're not asking them to play like you would a Toledo quarterback. Okay, fine. But, like, your talent drop-off can't be that severe. You know, you still have to have that running identity. Like, yeah. it's, oh, they don't have it figured out. Man, they've had years to figure it out.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. And they don't normally have to be really good in the ground. And, game,
0: and they're, they're like, so. we, like, keep propping them up for being, like, one of the better, and, and it's still true, like, one of the better, like, Teams that are coached at the offensive line and produce offensive linemen. Like, they do a good job at that. Like, they still do. I'm not going to question that. But, you know, just hasn't turned into anything better than 2-4 and four right now.
1: Um, good for Eastern, though. Right. Good for Eastern being 4-2.
0: Kent State. Will anybody stop them from winning the Eastern 3-3 three and three right now? Uh, a lot of those losses were from a brutal non-conference slate. And at some point you had to start thinking, hey, mate, is Kent State kind of bad? Like, sure, you know, like, you have the tough losses at Texas A&M and at Maryland and at Iowa. And, you know, I get that. But they still weren't as, like, like the potential for, like, them to maybe pull off the upset. Like, they didn't, like, have that sniff at all in the non-con. Then they turned to Mac play and Bowling Green of all teams is and i still think like kent state's just flat out a better team but they only edged out that win 27 20 uh and last week kent state what did kent state do they beat out buffalo 48 38 you know a good win that's that's what it should be um i don't know man
1: i have thoughts
0: yeah imposter
1: syndrome i have thoughts so Kent State is in a position where, you know, they've, they've been loading the non-conference schedule. So you had them against Texas A&M. They gave up 41 points, but they also turned A&M over like six times. So we talked about, oh, is that something they can replicate? They go out, they hammer VMI. They play an Iowa team that we already recognized at that point. It's like, oh, this is one of those good, good Iowa defenses. So yeah, you're not really worried about what the points show regardless at, at that point. They lose to Maryland. It's like, oh, maybe they should have been more competitive. But again, I don't expect really much of anything from Kent State in the non-conference. So, what they do at the beginning of non-conference of, non-con- of conference play last year, they had basically a dud, right, against Eastern at the start of conference play in twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, so it's like, yeah, you know, they're still finding their feet. And, and my thought process is, they'll play Buffalo. It's like. Buffalo's playing good. I don't even remember who I picked, to be completely honest with you. Um, but I figured, you know, maybe Crumbs having issues. But I, if he figures it out, probably be this week or next week against Western. And good lord, I mean, they figured it out offensively. Mm-hmm. And after that, if all you got to do is hold any team under forty, I mean, they're gonna they might win some games like that all year. Not against Ohio, though. Right, no. Yeah. Ohio's not going to score forty. No.
0: <laughs> do you think? Okay, be honest. Do you think they're going to score twenty? What? Do you think Ohio's going to score twenty points?
1: Dude, they just scored twenty-seven against uh
0: against Kent State. I don't care.
1: Against CMU, that's fine. Do you like, think they yeah. can do it? Do you think
0: they're just going to like keep doing that?
1: I mean, it's still the MAC. Like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> they
0: yeah, they did do, do it two weeks in a row. Okay, they they are okay. still
1: in the. Like, still in the, I've Mac, been, yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> the past few weeks, I've just been like more, like, not as plugged into live action, uh, like I probably would be in years past. But you know what? That's fine. I'm an adult and I got shit to do. Um, but,
1: uh, I will say that now with, uh, with Rodgers being the quarterback, I think that they're actually committing to the running identity again with like, also complimenting it with what Rodgers presents in play action so uh, there's a reason to be excited about what Rodgers presents even if you didn't have him penciled in as a start, as a starting quarterback at the beginning of the year so
0: and you know what that should be the front page of usa slash sports but you know what everyone's too focused on the other coaching change at Oklahoma like come on <laughs> i thought we were talking i thought we were all diehard OU fans here did you hear about that coaching change? At, that that quarterback change at OU? Yeah, Armani Rogers, who? <laughs> uh, over Curtis Rourke.
1: Yeah, the Cur- Nathan the- Rourke's brother, who? Armani Armani who? Ro- Armani Rogers for Spencer Rattler. Um, not wading into that discourse. Good lord! Banner week for sports journalism.
0: <laughs> oh my god, dude, that was. Yeah, man, you those, know, those kids are on. way better than Adam Schefter. Like those, good, good for I'd the lo- children. I'm so happy for those kids. Like the kids will be okay. Like, and you know that like Oklahoma has, in years past, gone out of their way to like raise the walls around the practice facilities just so people like couldn't watch it without like essentially having drones, or doing what but, they did.
1: Without going further into detail with all this, if you want to know what's going on, like all you got to do is. Uh, do a Twitter search for Spencer, Spencer Rattler or um, OU Daily and see the reporting they're doing on that. Caleb, the kid uh, shares the students, same name as you.
0: Caleb Williams.
1: The students are doing the journalism. Good for them. OU's being silly anyway. Enough future SEC team talk. More No, but, but
0: you know that they did like put those walls up, though, right? Like
1: Yes, and they tinted windows and buildings around this shit, the they, football They, stadium. they got that shit bulletproofed like whatever moving on
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh over on the west side um man i don't even know where to start i'm just going to list off all the one in one teams and just kind of go from there let you take the reins oh uh, ball state toledo eastern central and western are all one in one i can't wait to talk about the the un- unmentioned two and o team later um i mean ball state of course defending mac champs looked like uh like 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 fakeos like total fakeos in September and then have I guess turned things around uh now that it's October we'll find out uh when I go to east when I go to Epsilany this weekend to see if they're for real Toledo shit man you're also you're just ball state again you you're also ball state but you're also Toledo you're exactly who Caleb thought they were um the ball is not a state and eastern and western hey hey eastern Eastern's good. Eastern's got some stuff figured out. They've they've already had things figured out defensively. They're a little bit better than what they already were yeah, uh, watch them last year and the year win before. Win. And now that they're committed to one of the quarterbacks, they're moving the ball a little bit in one direction, which is pretty nice. Uh, Western, of course, lost to Kent State. That sucks. Otherwise, really fun, awesome team. And Central... I feel like is the fakest of the one in one teams. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I don't think they're.
0: Uh... Hey, also, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> one one note for essential that that's a positive to spin this to like show the depth and the parity and all this. Same touchdown and interception ratios, Caleb Ellaby
1: and Daniel Richardson. Weird. Doesn't do me any good. I had Jacob Sermon on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh. It looked like it was gonna pay off, Alex.
0: I I I didn't realize that it was Central Toledo Week until I looked at my mentions on Twitter and saw that one of my scheduled tweets had already gone and the Elite Eleven had liked it too.
1: Oh, I was I like, oh no. <laughs> what <Whoops. laughs> How good are those former elite eleven quarterbacks at their max schools? Well, they're both uh, being supplanted by their underlings. Yeah, um, which is like not even a huge knock on either of them, because like they look decent. They both. They're Carter both Bradley, good. no
0: like yeah like they're both good <laughs> quarterbacks.
1: But look, like, like, no BS. This is literally what can happen to you when you get to big time college football, right? Like mm-hmm. Carter Bradley chose to go to a Mac school after being an elite 11 quarterback because he wanted to be part of that awesome offense and, you know, and they're so good at hauling in recruits and what's happening. Like he got handed the reins mm-hmm. or the reins, to the offense, and they still are like, well, maybe he isn't the guy. Maybe we like this other guy. Maybe we like Finn.
0: Finn, and- Finn has been able to like pull off like big gains in ways that Carter Bradley hasn't such yeah. as just like very long ass runs. And And when
1: Toledo's coming, finding points are to come by. Kind of need something like that.
0: I think Toledo had. I got to like check things on PFF later. I'm just too lazy to do it now. Uh, I think Toledo might have like a dropping passes situation. Like, I think that's a problem that, that Toledo has on offense too.
1: I just don't get how they go from playing so damn well at Notre Dame. Farting against Colorado State, beating Ball State.
0: Well, yeah. I, I think the thing is, is that the the constant there is that the defense has been playing pretty well, and that the defensive line sure. is like probably the best defensive group in the league right now.
1: I think that's honestly fair.
0: And you know they just they didn't put up points at all in that Toledo game. Like that third quarter was a dud, right? The Colorado State game, they didn't do shit. They didn't score a touchdown. Man, I've been to two MAC games where a MAC team hasn't scored a touchdown in them. I, I I think I should stop going to these things. <laughs> um, but Toledo did not score a touchdown against Colorado State. Uh, yeah. Or did they? Did they eventually score one late? I gotta check this out. Oh, no, it was twenty-two. No, twenty-two-six.
1: Yep, that was the final. Unfortunately. And look, like, and we'll get into like I guess more, <clears throat> but you look at the, the statistics for Toledo against NIU, and we'll talk about NIU more later, but they're like, Finn threw the ball more, uh, obviously ran the ball more. Uh, Kobach got his 12 touches or 12 carries and two receptions and was the leading receiver offensively, or leading receiver and rusher. Mm-hmm. And you're like, look, Toledo, you have like eight receivers who are really good and will play for almost any team in the MAC, And one of them had more than two receptions against NIU? What? What the fuck? Like, Toledo, what the fuck is your offense doing? They have so much talent. Squandering. they again. They're being Toledo again.
0: Yeah. Did they get what beat? What the fuck? They, okay, so that NIU loss. Five field goals on John Richardson.
1: What the hell? They lost by <laughs> okay. five field goals? That kid has ruled since he stepped on campus. Like. Yeah, props, uh, to I, props to him. Props I was I was covering him like when he got there, and he went in there like this job's mine, and dude's been consistent ever since. Like in a year, you're going to be talking about like oh he's the best Mac kicker we've had, and he, like he's not the guy who's going to kick the fifty-five yard field goal. Like he might do it once or twice in his career, but like he's not usually going to be the guy pulling off Sam Sloman fucking kicks. However, he is going to be like thought of as like oh man. When you think about it, like John Richardson had like more points for that NIU team than like relatively any kicker had for their team <laughs> in like the last like decade. Man, like
0: I, I, I would I'm be going to fact check be, that so hard at some point.
1: Like, yeah, we absolutely should go back and look at some point and be like, yeah, I'm okay. very
0: curious. He's Did, 11 of 12 on field
1: goals this year. Yeah. Did John Richardson score a higher percentage of his team points in a season than any like? other Mac kicker in recent memory.
0: I'll just, sure I'll, just I'll just go for all time scoring. Like fuck it. Let's put let's put him <laughs> to the test. Uh I don't think he I'm not I'm not gonna pull up two pairs of stats right now and just make it, make the podcast about that. But I don't know if he <laughs> compares quite so much to what Trickett was doing though. Let's see. Uh scoring stats, field goals. Last year last year he had seven field goals the year before he had 14 um so pretty limited on getting field position in the first place early on in his career but yeah and that's going to hinder it but point is uh at toledo he put up uh toledo's least favorite number number 22 uh who's wearing 22 for toledo is that brian kobeck oh buddy I don't know um, if you want to wear that number anymore. That's not a good number to wear in the glass bowl these days.
1: Down goes Toledo. Oh, that's our
0: kryptonite. You put up twenty-two points in the glass bowl.
1: Fuck. <laughs> no.
0: Uh, I. <laughs> okay, hold on. All right, who's the best one-in-one team right now? The best
1: one-in-one team. I just, um, I
0: just want Eastern propaganda right now.
1: Oh fuck no. What? what? So Eastern's like the best at outperforming their own like where they should be.
0: Yeah, and they're doing it on a weekly basis minus the NIU week. And that was a it's, weird game.
1: That gonna be like
0: a weird delay. game every
1: week. NIU's gonna be a weird game every week at this point. That was a weather
0: delay though, right? Like that was like that lasted a few hours if I if I recall. Yeah.
1: So is your is your question who's the best one on one West team or the best one on one West?
0: West, 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 West. Yes. I'm sorry.
1: Uh I think I still think it's Western. Okay. I think that they're just usually going to be better than whoever they're lined up against. At. If you want, like, I don't know how much stock you put in this, but if we really, if we wanted to base it on like their actual su- measured success in terms of you know when are they scoring, when are they not, who's scoring against them, Eastern looks like one of the best teams in the MAC in terms of point differential. So, mm-hmm. like, they've got that going in their favor, and. Like the the game that sent him over the edge was like beating the crap out of Texas, Texas State. State. Yeah, put it yeah.
0: yeah them like cooking up burgers that day that was confusing. That was uh, like a good yeah. confusing,
1: of course. Does not even make sense to me, but whatever. Fifty points. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at a team that's just like who's performing well relative to where they should be at or what we expected, like Eastern, sure. Yeah, uh, I still think and, and that's a defense the you trust. Team.
0: It's not filled with like, like gangbusters there, but uh, those guys are reliable, especially down in the trenches. Someone say like
1: Ghostbusters.
0: Northern Illinois. Hey, you used to be a beat writer, uh, NIU. Are they good? Are they the Mac champs? Are like. They good? <laughs> Are they the Mac Champs? I'm not I'm not asking if they're good. One time I saw Akron who should have never ever 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 been in Detroit and I feel like the whole city should have had a restraining order against Terry Bowden that whole 2017 season. You don't have to be good to make it there. NIU though. Listen, the yeah. question I'm asking is are they going to the Mac Championship? <laughs> okay? No, <not> <laughs>
1: That's all I'm asking. Uh, Look, they've got a rough stretch to end the year. So I think it's going to be really difficult. But.
0: Let's see. How rough does it get? Right now they're playing Bowling Green this week. That can't get too bad. Then they go to Central. That can be cancerous. I get that. Okay, whatever. Then they're at Kent. Okay, I can see how that could be really fun, though. I can see how they're going to be really fun. Like, that's like the worst dynamic of two quarterbacks. You got and Dustin Crumb. Look, <laughs> Rocky that, Lombardi. Oh my Rocky God. Lombardi's
1: had a decent season, but go look Listen, at the stats and tell me how scoring, good he is
0: compared to everybody else.
1: If that's a high scoring game, it's going to be because and I use running for like three hundred and fifty yards. And they will. And they might. You know, they might. <laughs> they will. <laughs> And then they go at Buffalo, home against Western. Remember last time what happened? They played home against Western to end the season. (laughs) They sent the Broncos home without going to Detroit. Um,
0: Oh, they played Buffalo without going to Detroit, too.
1: Dude. They already played Buffalo. Oh, shit. That's great. Okay, so we're looking at a team here. I'm like,
0: oh, man, it's it's Wednesday in New York. I should go.
1: (laughs) Like, okay, this is, this makes me want to puke. Like, Rocky Lombardi's passing totals over the season so far. <laughs> You're
0: actually looking at, okay, go for it, I'm sorry.
1: It looks like a high school quarterback stat line for, like, a mediocre team. Oh, man, hell yeah, um, hell yeah. That's where I went to high school. And look, dude, he doesn't even have to be a stud, but it's just, this is kind of goofy. Like, 136 passing yards, 233 passing yards, then 46 against Michigan. 282 against Maine, 84 against Eastern in a win, and 154 against Toledo.
0: What was the t- – now, okay, you know I'm going to pull up that, that box score if I want to answer my own question. Uh, let's stick to Rocky Lombardi, though. Uh, now, before the year, all off season, I was in the camp of Rocky Lombardi is just not that great of a quarterback. You're not going to get tremendous quarterback play out of him. Uh, And that played into a factor of why I didn't believe in NIU. One of those is still true. You're not getting tremendous quarterback play out of him. Uh But you're getting exactly what NIU wants out of Rocky Lombardi. Or at least we're saying that because they're 4-2 now.
1: Because they're winning, yeah.
0: Right. But they are winning. Like, he had game-winning throws in the Georgia Tech game. Yeah. So...
1: And the Toledo game,
0: and yes, and the Toledo game where they had five field goals. <laughs> he was nine of twenty against Eastern. Goddamn! I mean, I get that. Like that was a very like weather laden game. Ben Bryant threw forty passes.
1: <laughs> Lombardi's up to three hundred and twenty <laughs> rushing yards. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, he do, he actually leads the the MAC in rushing average.
1: Seven point four yards a carry. That's. I mean, he's getting look it up. ahead of the look it up. Go, dude. Google he's look. putting him not you, putting, but a listener. He's putting him ahead of the chains. So, like, I knock him because the stats look like a high school stats, and we're like, yeah, he's not great, but does he need to? <laughs> no, no, but like, does
0: does he buy into the, um, like. Culture of an NIU o- offense. I don't know, man. Let's let
1: what is the the culture of the well, NIU? Let's offense. check. Oh, so well, let's, check
0: the, let's, let's check. the boxes of like, what we've seen, out of the, and I'm I'm gonna you know it's, I'm gonna make it into talking. a thing, but deal with it. Uh, this year,
1: it's, it's run the goddamn football. That's the NIU offense. Let's see a
0: white kid that grew up in the Midwest. That's you know a so-so passer, but a better rusher, uh, and is totally content with playing football in DeKalb, Illinois. Does that fit the bill of anybody that we've seen success out of a? No, NIU never heard of it. Don't know What you're talking about? Yeah, there hasn't been at least like twelve of them,
1: dude. I, this team is weird. Um, but it's
0: exactly what NIU
1: wants out of itself. Like, I mean,
0: I, sure. Actually, that uh, might be slan- that might be slanderous against Andrew uh, here. He was he was a he was a good, really
1: good passer. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, Harnish was a very good passer too, but um, mm-hmm. like, fuck. I mean. I wanna look I haven't really spent any time looking at it, uh like where they are in like league rankings, because I think it just doesn't really matter at this point. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't really matter until after they've gotten a good ways into Mac play. But you know, they they have three guys who are legitimately good running backs yeah. who <laughs> weren't penciled into play at the beginning of last season. And here they are like carrying the load between uh, Whaley, who was, was hurt, and being one, hurt one of the leading rushers in the MAC, uh, Ontario Brown, who's one of their highest recruits like ever, just stepping in and ripping several big runs against Toledo, and then Jevion Ducker, who was also a prize recruit from Nebraska, has been steadily just kind of like getting his here there here there. They're fucking loaded in terms of like we knew they would be, and we're starting to see it already. It's happening so much quicker than I thought of thought possible. So if anybody in the league you're like you're looking at like can NIU make it to Detroit, like look they dude they run the football so well. Mm-hmm. So why not and, and
0: you know me, man, I really respect teams that love running the football. Especially when they commit and do it well. Hell yeah. Like NIU I like you guys, man. I can't believe I'm saying
1: this. I like NIU, man. I like what you're doing over there. I like the cut of your jib.
0: I do, man. I do. <laughs> I like the cut of their cloth. I like what they're about. I like the juice thing. The juice <laughs> machine.
1: And this has changed so drastically versus, like, what you were saying a few weeks ago. <laughs> like, drastically. Drastically. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's end this on a couple positives. I'm going to give a positive surprise out of the 2021 season. Caleb, you're going to give me something positive that you want to say. uh, After I say this, the best positive, I shouldn't say the best positive surprise, but a positive surprise I've seen, not from a lack of like, you know, didn't think highly of, their potential or anything like that or i thought lowly of them but just you know hey that's really good out of you keon williams wide receiver of buffalo transfer from eastern michigan i I knew like i i I, of course like i kind of like understood that hey he would step in you know he (laughs) it would be a very seamless transition and it's been even better than that he's second in the mac interceptions with 38 555 yards to his name only one touchdown but whatever you're playing Buffalo as a wide receiver even in a transition year, it's hard to get even more than zero receiving touchdowns for that team And he's got one of them uh Keon Williams, hey man I'm hap- I'm happy for that guy, you know I thought and you thought that you know he could have still been a thriving star in the eastern Michigan offense um, and whatever for whatever reason it just didn't pan out for him over there. Uh, I thought he was good in more than one phase of the game. He was turning out to be a pretty good kick returner in 2020, so I was pretty happy for him when he was able to get that green light and go to Buffalo and play for the new head coach that believed in him and also blah, 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 blah. Uh, good on you, Keon. Good on you. Uh, Caleb, what is uh, your positive something?
1: I mean, it's it's so predictable, uh, but it's looking at how NIU's defense has so quickly appeared to figure shit out in conference play and up i know they haven't two, have
0: man i'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off but even up front too that's where i'm very impressed with them on defense
1: dude so they are they, they remain ridiculously young and they're still substituting guys like they were missing i, be, I believe they were missing lance devoe i'd have to check that but like between, like, not having Kyle Pew back because he's hurt again. Kid never freaking caught a break in his whole career. Uh, Lance DeVoe, I think, was banged up. He had two tackles, but I don't think he played, like, necessarily the whole time. Uh, they substituted guys in at corner. They substituted guys in at linebacker. They had different guys play on the defensive line that hadn't played as much. And they just find ways to slow teams down. I mean, they didn't completely shut down Toledo or Eastern, but, like, they figured it out. And this is a few weeks removed from getting absolutely slaughtered in the big house against Michigan. Giving up fifty to a team that we now know is, you know, really decent Wyoming team. Uh, ever since the second half started against Maine, they've their defense has been like, ah, yes, time to turn it on. It's like young players have gotten their can kicked around a little bit, and then they just figured out, okay, this is how I play big time college football, and this is how I have to play to be successful. And so we knew the running game would get there for an IU, it just didn't think it'd be this quickly. So it's interesting and fun to see. But the defense figuring it out so quickly, while they're still so young, that's exciting. Because a few weeks ago, I was like, "Holy shit, Niu might have the worst defense in the MAC." Now, oh, <laughs> they're trend- they're trending towards like possible best defense in the MAC, like next year, if they keep this up.
0: They remind they actually do rem- like they're not as good as them, but like they do remind me of the Huskies of last decade defensively. Yeah, like there's just a lot attitude-wise. Different- yeah.
1: Attitude-wise players all over the field mm-hmm. that can make plays. Um, a different guy can make a play every week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there's still things that separate them from being a Mac title winner, even at sitting, even sitting where they're at now. there's still a lot of things that separate them from winning in Detroit. You know it's, from where uh, they're at now. But you know, God, they're, they're setting the path. It's, ra- it's developing so much more rapidly than I ever could have thought of a few weeks ago.
0: Uh, Do you know what's uh, the biggest gap between them and Detroit? The month of November.
1: Well, that's every freaking team (laughs) with a chance to get to Detroit, man.
0: Uh, Hey, uh, one quick note I was looking at while you were talking. Uh, There are four players that lead the MAC with seven tackles for loss. I'm just going to list them off. We're not going to play a game. I just want to hear your reactions after I I list off each one. Taylor Riggins. Mm. Buffalo. Uh, Miami safety slash linebacker, Mike Brown. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Toledo defensive lineman, Deswan Johnson. I Mm piped him up a lot. I don't know if you're ready for this next one, though. (laughs) I don't know if you're ready for this. Okay. Plays for Bowling Green.
1: Is it Carl Brooks?
0: No. He's very close. He has six and a half. Is it Darren Anders? I'm going to give you one more guess because I know you won't get it.
1: Is it... Uh, I don't know.
0: That's right. It's cornerback Devon Ferguson, Kansas transfer.
1: What? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Dead honest. I don't know who that is. And boom goes the dynamite.